how when you lean into LinkedIn and all the features, whether it's publishing articles, publishing a newsletter, doing the LinkedIn audio event, doing a LinkedIn live event um, or series of events, there's so much more to LinkedIn than just building out a profile or static content. There is so much more from a media journalistic perspective, even in, even like you said, Zakira, about networking, building that presence on the platform where cold calling to the media or cold pitching isn't cold because they know us, because they've seen us, they've engaged with us, we've engaged with them on the platform. They will then be more receptive. Okay. Hi, I'm Jack here, and I am the host of the Sea Life Different podcast. This podcast is perfect for you if you are a Black, Indigenous, woman of color, ready to step outside of your comfort zone. This podcast will inspire you, empower you, and educate you on how to see life differently, whether it's in your business or in your personal life. I am a cancer survivor, brand cultivating strategist, author, and world traveler. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of Sea Life Defense. So on today's episode, Clovine Mitchell and I had a Q&A conversation on LinkedIn audio. So this is a repurposed episode um, where we did a, a collaborative effort to really educate on how to master your LinkedIn profile and why you should really be using LinkedIn now more than ever. Uh, LinkedIn audio does not allow replay currently. However, I use a different tool um, called auto.ai to be able to, one, transcribe um, and also to have the audio because I'm all about repurposing content. And so social media is making a lot of changes and we wanted to get ahead of the curve. You know, this is being recorded at the end of the year and most people are already looking at their next year personal branding and business goals. So, uh, Clarine Mitchell is actually a full-time solopreneur who recently moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma as of 2023, and she has over 30 years of experience in this area of communication and media. So um, although right now she is predominantly a LinkedIn coach, it still goes hand-in-hand, hand, right, with being able to utilize storytelling, utilize communication, utilize public relations and um, media with utilizing your LinkedIn profile. So that is set up to the way that you want it, and it attracts the goal that you want to have for yourself in your life. So once we get to the end of this episode, you'll kind of hear, it may appear, it will sound like there were questions asked that were not included. That was on purpose because uh, I wanted to protect the privacy of the, um, and, you know, names, so occasions where we, uh, you know, mentioned each other's names and, and said hi to people. So we wanted to remove the name to protect the privacy. But the gist of this conversation will go into how we met, um, some of the misconceptions that uh, are out there about LinkedIn, especially about the fact that most people know it as a resume builder or job searching um, social media platform. It's not just that. Uh, especially if you are a creator listening to this, they have so many features on there and we'll show you how to really lean in and utilize 
your LinkedIn features and understand the difference between all of the LinkedIn features and um, how to really continue to network and build authentic relationships on LinkedIn. So uh, be sure to follow the both of us on LinkedIn since this conversation is going to be all about LinkedIn. You can search for me and my name. Um, and you can search for Clarine, that's C-L-A-R-E-N-E, Mitchell. Um, and then I'll spell my name out um, in case you're just listening to this on the go. It's Z-A-A-K-I-R-A-H. And um, I can't wait to see what you learn. And be sure to leave a review, either on LinkedIn or on any of your favorite podcast platforms, so that other people can continue to learn and be inspired to take action and tweak their LinkedIn profile just like you did. So um, without further ado, let's get right into it. And welcome to the How to Leverage LinkedIn as a Media Expert. Um, we can just get right into it with introductions. So I am Zach here, and I am a brand strategist, and I am also a, a childhood eye cancer survivor. So what I do is I empower other uh, disabled or differently abled um, Black and Indigenous women of color to powerfully tell their stories, both through media and through events. I have been in the media, in and out of the media industry for over a decade and having transitioned into digital marketing and now with innovation, you know, with the major changes of automation and um, artificial technology, I still love the basis of storytelling. So I make sure to uh, empower women to tell their stories as often as possible. And so um, I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, actually, I live in a small town in one of the Native American lands um, of Muskogee, Oklahoma, which is about 45 minutes south of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that's me. I think I'll hand it over to you, Clarine. Great. Thank you. And so I am Clarine Mitchell. I am a full-time solopreneur in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And Zakira and I will get into the activity geographic-wise and otherwise, but full-time solopreneur here in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. I've been in the area of, or in the sector of communications and media, ooh, I, I cringe when I say this, but 30 plus years, um, one way or another, as a, even now as a solopreneur, my business is totally focused on LinkedIn training. So I change the trajectory of lives and businesses one LinkedIn profile at a time, whether it's through results-driven one-on-one coaching, corporate training, ghostwriting services, speaking engagements. And um, I'm excited to, to co-host this event with Sakira and getting into all that we have to share with you today. Absolutely. I'm so excited about that. Um, Colleen, how... How do we meet? You know, I think it's so interesting that we kind of have so much synergy in before even de- deciding to have the conversation. So how did we meet? Oh, my goodness. So we met through the wonderful world of technology, social media, um, not via LinkedIn initially, via Facebook, because we both were graduates of the Cornell University Bank of America Women's Entrepreneurship Program. And so as members of the Facebook group for that program, we started communicating, especially, and I, I believe it went back to when I started making posts about me relocating from Milwaukee to Tulsa. Um, and then we began direct messaging each other regarding that. So 
that's how we met, right? I think so. Yeah. And and then um, I can pick up on the other half of that. By the time you did move, um, uh, you moved in 2023. And then I, it worked out because I was event producing for an event for an organization called Sanicle, which we'll talk a little bit more about. And I found out about them through LinkedIn, the power of LinkedIn. And then we finally mm. got to meet and, and hug in person. And then we just keep bumping into each other because we surround ourselves with other, you know, entrepreneurs and, and media experts. So, yeah. But so, yes, that's how we met. Um, but let's get into the backstory of why we created this um, audio event yes. for today. Yes. So we were having a conversation. Um, we were both talking about the latest LinkedIn features. And then we were also talking about the observations, you know, when it comes to diversity and equity and inclusion. And then we realized that, you know, there's so many changes happening in the state of media. And we realized that mm-hmm. a lot of people are missing out on utilizing LinkedIn. You know, people are frustrated with Instagram, ignore Facebook and, and, and don't know what to do with the Twitter slash X changes. And so we were both like, why aren't people using LinkedIn more? You know, and, and that's pretty much how we got here. Right. It is interesting since we had that initial conversation and we, you know, decided to do the event. I attended a meeting, a business meeting, virtual business meeting that featured this really very successful national journalist, black national journalist. And he was like, mm, I don't use LinkedIn as for people, you know, job seekers. And I cringe and I'm like, are you kidding me? And so doing the virtually then I'm looking at his profile up and clearly I could see he wasn't using it. But it's the whole conversation, unfortunately, of or the notion that far too many people still have the belief that LinkedIn is just for job seekers and it is not. And so that experience with him on his level as a black media personality um, professional him just totally ignoring and using the other platforms, the, the Instagram, the XN, whatever other ones, but ignoring LinkedIn because not seeing it as something viable um, for him to use on a regular ongoing basis. Around the same time that, you know, Clarine, you and I started to have the conversation when it came to this event is, you know, entrepreneurs and, and media experts like Sean, Puffy, Diddy, Love, Combs, and Snoop Dogg, even if it was their team member, they were actively using uh, LinkedIn now to tell their personal story. And I thought that was super exciting. And we were like, how can we have other media experts continue to bring those same stories that they take to other social media platforms and bring it to LinkedIn? And so I think now is really a great segue into talking about um, maybe start with the, the popular LinkedIn creator mode features like i love all four of the major features that it allows but for those who may not have already switched over to creator mode what is linkedin creator and there's celebrities quote unquote who come and go on the platform or have build relationships partnerships with linkedin but some y'all came on with some energy that i love and appreciate in talking about the value of linkedin for personal branding and I'm of the belief that we all should be in control of our personal brand. We should be managing our brands digitally 24 7, 365, and LinkedIn being the ideal platform to do it because it's the professional business platform. Um, but I can't find it quick enough and hopefully I'll find it before we end just so I can read it. Um, and, and even as you were saying, I don't know, you know, I'm sure he has a team that's managing his account, but he's active and is consistent 
and I'm loving it. Even beyond him, media-wise, the CEO of Essence and her presence, like, you know, with a bang on LinkedIn recently has gotten me more excited about the platform and the potential of more people starting to see that is so much more on to the platform than most people think. Um, yeah, so here it is. I'm going to read this and then I'll get to the, to the question you asked me. He said in his post when he got on LinkedIn about a month ago, I'll be honest, I didn't even know what LinkedIn was a year ago. But now being on the platform, I realize this is the world's greatest personal brand building machine. I wish I had dis- would have discovered LinkedIn much earlier, but it reminds me of one of my favorite articles in recent memory, memory by Casey Orca of Revolt that, and I messed up his last name, so my apology, that took five of my all-time favorite quotes to discuss the importance of building a personal brand. Um, and then he went on to say more, but yeah, Snoop Dogg is on LinkedIn and um, wish more people would be on the platform as well. So you wanted me to talk about creator mode? Yeah, I want you to talk about creator mode, because I think that's where really people should start. If they haven't even switched their profile over to creator mode, that's where they can get access to being able to host their own audio events or being able to host their own live live streams um, and you know, it had a couple of more features. So talk about those. Sure, I can talk about Create Mode, but I, I would I would encourage individuals to first start with identifying their brand, what they want to be known for on the platform, optimizing their profiles so the profiles are credible, meaning all the sections are, you know, completed, and having a good network going and some consistent content. A lot of times, especially when creator mode initially started or was launched, a lot of people turned it on. And I and I see this on a regular basis, even with my coaching clients. They have creator mode on or have creator mode on, but they're not fully utilizing it because they don't understand it. And so having creator mode on is one thing, but to understand it and then to be able to access or fully utilize the features. So creator mode, LinkedIn launched creator mode in, and I'm trying to remember date wise, March of 2021, they launched creator mode. And it was all about their commitment to increasing LinkedIn members. And that's what they call us members. LinkedIn members, you um, creating content on a consistent basis because, because historically, on LinkedIn were creating content on a consistent basis, about 1% or less. They did like that. So to address that, they created this whole new division, hired staff at executive level and team, you know, they created their teams. And from that, one of the features was creator mode or outcomes of that. Creator mode is the aspect of the platform when you turn it on, it allows you to have immediate access to some features like LinkedIn audio events, like LinkedIn lives, like being able to publish your newsletters, create and publish newsletters. Um, it also heightens the, the distribution or the awareness, the visibility rather of your content. So it changes the formatting of your profile so that the activity section is higher and helps to give more visibility to your content if you're creating on a consistent basis. There is so much more even with creator mode where we get access to 
analytics at a very detailed level um, to help us analyze and see what's working well, what's not working well, so that we can continuously be making improvements as we need to. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very helpful features. And I uh, thank you for mentioning that first and foremost, because, you know, even if I start to mention that I've observed that there have been a lot of job losses, especially with certain media industries and media um, organizations. For example, I saw, you know, I still actively currently use Twitter slash X for my news source. And so that's when I was able to see that one of the uh, Black-owned media organizations actually called OK Player, which has been huge on telling stories and entertainment and music and lifestyle, especially for the diaspora, had to let go of a lot of people. Um, and okay. so when I was observing that, I was also observing that Today is actually also National Black Funding Day. It's the very first annual awareness day for the, the disparities and how there's still a big gap when it comes to, you know, the venture capitalism as well as uh, equity and just having just investors, you know, in, in black owned and minority media and businesses. So we were founded by Dr. Russe Barnes, I believe I'm saying it right. And so she really just kind of started the, the awareness of the fact that black and minority-owned businesses receive less than 2% of funding each year, with women of color receiving even less. And so it's basically an awareness day. Mm-hmm. Women of color yeah. for black women. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really the awareness is to, uh, both for us. You know, I want to combine it with power of storytelling, being able to start building your own platform, utilize your own LinkedIn, not only the job that you want, but show off your work. Right. You have all these LinkedIn features that LinkedIn is going to get into in a, in, in a minute, but you have all these features on LinkedIn where it's so easy for you to build your personal brand on LinkedIn. And those mm-hmm. are some of my favorite features. And there's also an easy access to most of the CEOs of the same media company that you want to send pitches to, want to work with, want, you know, to interview all right there on LinkedIn, you know, and starting with utilizing that to um, find also accelerators. There's one accelerator, um, actually, <laughs> we almost got, we both got invited to this event. They had one in Tulsa and I, I attended, but I attended mainly to kind of help them grow their social media presence. But it's abbreviated as both messy, the own media, um, equity and sustainability institute. So they have an accelerator program, then they have an annual event where it's a part conference where they invite influential founders and owners of media groups. And they also give a shining spotlight on the media who, who were in the accelerator program. So, you know, being able to utilize your LinkedIn to build it for what you want in the future. You know, I started to have a couple of posts on social media about that, like how to build your LinkedIn so that it's what you want, not necessarily for um, what you have done. So that's what I have yeah. to say about that. <laughs> It's the whole process of showcasing our talent and our expertise where we're in control of. I mentioned that before, where we should be in control of our brands. And LinkedIn is a phenomenal platform, um, quite as it's kept for us to be able to do that. I want to like zone in a little and share about storytelling because we said that word a couple of times and it is very important, especially for the topic we're talking about for as far as black, black media. And even for me, my background in as a print journalist, 30 plus years as a print journalist, began in the early 90s with a black newspaper. 
freelancing. And even in my college years, I did an internship within a television station, but I also did an internship with a black newspaper. The whole process of storytelling, we shouldn't, and we know the parable, right, the African parable about the truth of the story is never told until the lion tells it, because otherwise it's favored, it favors the hunter. And I'm saying it backwards, but that whole process of us being in control of telling our stories and our brand. But my point, the whole thing with storytelling on LinkedIn, I fell in love with the platform back in 2016, 17, because I lost a job, couldn't find a job for a long time, and an eternity has a scene to me. But I started leaning into LinkedIn more then because in my brain, like many others, oh, you go to LinkedIn when you need a job. But then I started finding out it was so much more than that. I leaned in, and this was when articles were hot on LinkedIn, meaning the algorithm really favored articles. I was publishing articles as a therapeutic kind of process for myself, but it allowed me to establish myself rather quickly as a thought leader on the platform to the point where I got attention from LinkedIn top brass, so to speak, their editors. My content, and it's interesting, um, Sakira and even Ramsey, just the whole point of, I have a portfolio full of articles with my byline. It wasn't until I started publishing LinkedIn, I started to publishing articles on LinkedIn that I really started to feel satisfied as a journalist. Because for me, as a journalist, it was all about impact, my writing having an impact. And I never knew that when, you know, my articles was in newspapers or or in magazines or online or whatever the case may be, because I would never know who was reading the articles Mm -hmm. or get feedback. Mm -hmm. Started publishing on LinkedIn, fell in love because, by the way, I could see the analytics, how thousands of people were reading articles. I could see the comments and engage with those readers and really get feedback in real time. That is really what really started getting me hooked into the platform and then it kept evolving from there. But my consistency in writing articles on LinkedIn led to an editor of a New York City magazine discovering me because my brand was solid on the platform. And again, this was back in early 2017. My brand was solid as a writer on the platform. She sent me a DM asking me if I wanted to write an article for the publication. I blew it off initially, thinking it was a hoax, and it wasn't once I calmed down and did my research. So then at the time, I'm a black woman in Milwaukee, like, yeah, right. Me write an article for New York City Magazine? Totally legit. Mm -hmm. I wrote that article, title of the article, Arguing the Value of the Black Press, All Black Press. So I was able to write an article about something that was near and dear to my heart, had been you know, writing for black publications for decades at that point. So being able to write that article because it was a Sentinel anniversary for the black press at the time. So writing that, it was a paid gift that I didn't pursue. She pursued me. Centerfold, feature placement, full creative freedom, top billing on the cover. I'm sharing that as an example of how when you lean into LinkedIn and all the features, whether it's publishing articles, publishing a newsletter, doing the LinkedIn audio event, doing a LinkedIn live event um, or series of events, there's so much more to LinkedIn than just building out a profile of static content. 
there is so much more from a media journalistic perspective, even in, even like you said, Zakira, about networking, building that presence on the platform where cold calling to the media or cold pitching isn't cold because they know us because they've seen us, they've engaged with us, we've engaged with them on the platform, they will then be more receptive. Okay, I'm going to calm down and be quiet. So, <laughs> but, but no, thank you also for sharing that. You know, as I have been reflecting as we got ready for this event, I think I realized that I have actually been on LinkedIn exactly 10 years. You know, I started out, as soon as I completed photography school, I had the opportunity to photograph at, um, you know, an event that just wrapped up called the Congressional Black Caucus. And, I started out on LinkedIn to be able to, once I met them in person, I sent them a request, sent a message saying, hey, it was me. It was great to meet you. And, you know, those are some of my first few connections. And so, you know, there's a power in keeping those connections and now accepting you as a connection because now people have the follower feature on and your connection request may get lost in the message. But, you know, being able to connect and utilize it for where you want to go. And, you know, it's gotten me, you know, like you said, I've also had the opportunity to get my first four-figure client because of how I set up my profile to show off, here's what I do, here's how I can help you. So I definitely encourage people to utilize the profile in a way to include, utilize, I think we're diving right into the LinkedIn features, my favorites, but I recommend utilizing all 120 characters of the headline and not to just use the keywords of, um, you know, what you do, what industry you work in, because of course that shows up as search engine optimization, but utilize, like put your help statement of who you serve in your headline, you know, just to start off with, how do I even, where do I even start with making sure that my profiles? And the headline is the section up under our names on our profiles. Mm -hmm. And we actually have 240 characters that we can match. Oh, they added it. Yay. And so I agree with you that we shouldn't max it out. Um, cause it helps with the SEO process, the search engine optimization process of our profiles coming up when people do searches. Cause one of the reasons I love, 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 <coughs> excuse me, LinkedIn audio events versus LinkedIn lives. LinkedIn audio events is the voice to voice, the communication directly, you know, with individuals that, you know, there have been, so when I was in the LinkedIn beta group and I started hosting LinkedIn audio events. There have been people I was connected to on LinkedIn forever, so to speak. But then when I had them on stage with me and we can talk voice to voice, it took our relationship, professional relationship to a whole other level. The connectivity, you know, was heightened then. So um, LinkedIn audio events, and I'm going to just say this real quick. And then, um, Ramsey, thanks for joining us up on stage. The difference between, big difference between LinkedIn audio events versus LinkedIn lives, LinkedIn lives where we can broadcast is video, people can see us and they can comment and we can reply to the comments in real time, but it's not the voice to voice like this. And LinkedIn audio events, they stay on our profile, I mean LinkedIn live events stay on our profiles in our activity section so people can go back and watch the replays and even engage with the replays. One is your billboard. It's nice. I like it visually, artistically, but it doesn't tell me what you do. And a lot of, like, we have to keep in mind we should be strategic on LinkedIn. Right. It's not other platforms where we have more creative freedom necessarily. Uh, we need to be to the point. So that's our billboard. If you go to my profile, you'll see what I'm talking about. When people hit that, 
our profiles, they show what our area of expertise is. So it so it should pull them to want to learn more about us and go further into our profiles. Okay. Um, so your profile photo, and then this is just me and my position with my clients, your profile photo is not a professional headshot. And even from the angle, I, I may not recognize you if I see, um, again, just difference between LinkedIn Live or features with LinkedIn Live and LinkedIn um, audio events. And Zakira, I'm sorry, Zakira and I were talking about it before we got, you know, went live with the show, how even um, a difference between here and Clubhouse where, you know, when we're here, we can go right to people's profiles and vet them, you know, check them out rather. Um, right. you, can send, you can send people, like if you want to send, and this is just hypothetically, if you want to send Jen a message or Jen wants to send you a message or any of us, we can do it in real time. Um, so different features about here versus Clubhouse, especially being able to go to the profiles and check them out in real time. Uh, or message or send a connection or invite or follow. With your profile, I was saying best practice is professional headshots and face forward. I would be hard pressed maybe to recognize you, readily recognize you if I saw you in person tomorrow because of the angle. So if you want to, you know, we can have our freedom to not have a professional studio headshot photo. Mm-hmm. But at least have it face for it so people can readily recognize you and connect with you on a, you know, virtually, mentally. Okay. So, so I see you have creator mode on because yes. I see the five hashtags. So, again, like I said, with premium, having creator mode on is great, but understand it. So you're fully leveraging it um, with the biggest thing I would say for you to start getting traction with your profile is getting up to the to the point that LinkedIn pushes everyone to start getting traction networking-wise because it's a networking platform, which is 500-plus. So getting up to 500-plus connections. I'm of the belief you do that based on quality versus quantity. So doing it strategically, not just randomly, you know, accepting or sending just to get to the 500-plus, but knowing that that's a goal. Once you get to that 500 plus, it just says 500 plus. No matter, like, I think I have 8,000 connections, but you're not going to see that on my profile. You're just going to see 500. So content is key because that's what's going to get you really to the results because you're going to be coming up on the news feed. There's a a wrong and a right way to do content. I'll just say that. The ideal is you want to create content that creates conversations. Right. So not just posts that are sitting there, but posts. So my guess is if I looked at your analytics, your numbers will be low. Because oh. mm-hmm. even I'm looking at, you do a lot of reposting. Yes. That's not a good strategy. That's Those okay. numbers don't go into you. Like I'm seeing one where the person has 116 reactions. Those aren't reactions that feed into your analytics. They feed into that person's. So okay. just in general, there's some strategies you're missing content creation wise. Um, and again, as media people, like we need to, we need to treat our own horn. That we are experts in, we need to showcase that and not just some of the time or all the time. Um, let people know what our area of expertise is because we're, we're showcasing that through our content. Um, your about section is in maximize. We have, 2,600 characters they give us in that section, so you maximize that. 
2600 in the about section. Right. Okay. And, um, so maximizing that program mm -hmm. that I'm a live from their creator accelerator program. I do it the same reason why you still use that photo because you were on the TEDx stage. How many people can say they've been on the TEDx stage? Just like I like how many people can say they went to LinkedIn's creator accelerator program. So, and I should put a disclaimer. It's all about what I say is per me. And that's why I love that I'm an independent business owner versus working directly from LinkedIn because I I know the platform based on a you from a user perspective versus their internal policies. And I'm going to say what I say based upon what I know to be true um, in reality. <laughs> Endorsements don't have as much weight as recommendations. People have to put thought into writing recommendations, and generally those are people who have worked with you or have were in the audience when you gave the TEDx talk or whatever the case may be, and it provides more quality, more um, substance to them than endorsements. Endorsements, anyone, I have people who do endorsement drive-bys, I call them, where they go through my profile and they're endorsing me like gangbusters, and I don't even know them, they don't know me, but they're trying to get some clout from me or try to get some attention from me because they, they see my network and my presence on the platform. Um, they've never engaged with my content because <laughs> I pay attention to all that kind of stuff. They've never engaged with my content, but yet they're going through giving me all these endorsements. So I would encourage you, I said that to say, I would encourage you to get recommendations, especially for you as a founder. Like for me as an entrepreneur, I use recommendations on proposals I send to contract, you know, to companies when I'm, you know, trying to develop a new um, partnership. I use them on my pitch sheets. I use them for other purposes. Once you get them, you can use them. And we want to have stuff when we, before we need them, so we stay ready so we don't have to get ready. So being able to have them, plus when I'm doing my sales calls, I direct people. I think especially those who make, really seem like they're on the fence about doing business with me, I direct them to my recommendations because they can see directly what my clients have said about the impact that they have working with me. And I want to add that what I have recommendations for is, you know, my speaking experience comes from having a podcast. So a lot of times I connect with my podcast guests on LinkedIn and ask them to leave a LinkedIn review, rather than necessarily a podcast review, but a LinkedIn review, because that then goes to show, let other people know what is my experience when it comes to eventually workshop and eventually moderating things of that sort. It looks like from your profile, Jen, that is a goal that you want to be able to do, be able to speak on your expertise in travel blogging. So um, I definitely also recommend asking people who you've already worked with, people who are already in the travel network to leave those recommendations. If they've already provided you one, they can literally copy and paste it where um, it's no, it's not much more work for them. It's, just that process. And a lot of times I start on LinkedIn first because then it's there and then I can use it for other purposes again. So I really encourage you to have a company page. It'll legit, for one, the easiest part of it is it legitimizes your business because on the platform, when people look at your profile, because next to or to the left of your, the entry where your founder could be combined, but Having a company page, it gives legitimacy because you can have that logo there. 
then it really, the company page really can work as, at least for me, I use it as my website because it serves that purpose. Is that an easy thing to start? Most definitely. It is a very easy thing to start. Mm-hmm. And, and then maintain it. Don't just start it so that the logo is there and it's created, but being able to maintain it. I cultivate my audience there because on my company page because those are the ones who are more specifically interested in my what I do as a business person versus all the 8,000 or whomever people I'm connected to on my profile. And so I kind of have more exclusive information that I have or information in a different kind of way on my company page. So it's not just to create it, but to maintain it as well. And so let me just say, and I don't know if this question with going to get more results from our personal profile, people are more apt to do business with people they know, and right. so they are able to connect with us at a deeper way or a different way from our personal profiles. So it's very important to prioritize the personal profile for that purpose. But legitimacy-wise, having a company page as well um, is important. So schedule time to do an introductory session, and then we'll see where we can go from that. So one, you can repurpose. So if you're already publishing them somewhere, you can repurpose them on LinkedIn, or you can create fresh articles on the platform. So when you get time, look at my activity section, and you'll see there's a tab for articles. Um, where And you weren't on early in the discussion, but that's a part of the platform or an aspect of the platform is how I fell in love with LinkedIn by publishing the articles back in 2016 and 2017 and having that as the way I built my brand, my presence on the platform through publishing articles. You can actually publish articles on the platform. So it's like you shared that you already do share posts of, hey, I wrote this article, um, check it out. My tip for you is to add those to your highlights. Um, when you, you know, want to add a post that you have made in your past, you can go back to your history and feature or highlight those. And, you know, that way you're still in your brand, um, you know, present. And so I think we'll just, we'll get ready to wrap up with Clarine. You start with your call to action. How can people continue to get these audits from you? Um, so to my profile, like if you're not already connected to me, send me a connection invite. So, um, but so now we're connected, but if you, I'm always sharing LinkedIn tips on profile on a regular basis, for one. Also, I do a LinkedIn live show every Sunday a month at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and it's called LinkedIn News Digest and Insights with Clarine. And what I do is I give a rundown of top LinkedIn news from the month, and I share my insights and whatever else is on my mind at the time. So you'll see past ones. You can go look at the replays in my activity section to see what I'm talking about or how the show runs. That's a LinkedIn live event, not an audio event like this one. But at the top of my pro, I offer complimentary 30-minute Zoom sessions where I give a high-level overview of your LinkedIn profile and then about my services as well. So for me, I also help entrepreneurs to master their message um, and master their mindfulness. You know, it's a lot to be able to be an entrepreneur. And so I help entrepreneurs to confidently uh, tell their stories on social media um, or just digital marketing overall, especially as we talked a lot about how you're going to post your own articles and make your own email lists and things of that sort. So uh, be sure to check out my profile as well. But I also have a podcast 
I've had about today is International Podcast Day, and I have had about 99 podcast episodes. So most of the topics are on um, entrepreneurship, but also on lifestyle, um, and also I have a couple of solo entrepreneur solo episodes, you know, about my journey being an entrepreneur. So um, definitely continue to continue staying in touch. And any final words, clean. I feel like this should be some kind of part two because this has been really, really interesting to let us know where people are at, you know, when it comes to their LinkedIn journey. It, it just reaffirms for me more that I do, the value, the importance mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my business name. <laughs> so it's just the re- reconfirming of that. Um, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. When Zakira and I organized this, you know, just never know if it would resonate with other people or not. So it's great to know that it was of interest and you tuned in and it's been helpful. My closing word is leverage, lean into LinkedIn. There is so much to platform now without having to pay for it. How long that will continue to be, I don't know. So being able to lean all the way in and leverage the organic nature of the platform. It is a social selling platform, meaning it's about relationship building, authentic networking relationships. That's where you're going to get your, your results from which people a lot of times give up because that takes time, right? Just like in romantic relationships, you don't go to third base or whatever right away, right? It takes time. You have to build, cultivate the relationships. Same thing is true on LinkedIn. So you put in the work, you're going to get the results. I guarantee you that. And as I shared earlier, my example of my, the opportunity I got from the New York City Magazine it's you just never know things you would never anticipate that will come once you've zoned on your brand and effectively consistently use the platform. Absolutely. And my um, ending reminder is to tell and own your story. Um, you're mm-hmm. on the right place right now, you know, with all of the changes happening in the creative industry, um, you know, to be able to own your, your stories. And, you know, LinkedIn really is not going anywhere. Twitter and X, until they figure out what they're doing, <laughs> it's going to continue to cause problems. But, you know, LinkedIn is really the next big thing and definitely utilize it to uh, network, like Colleen said. It will also tell your story. You have so many different methods of being creative, of communicating on LinkedIn. And I can't wait to see what you do with it. So with that being said, I say over and out. What do you say, Colleen? I do as well. So thank you, everyone. And um, like she said, I'm looking forward to seeing you rise up on LinkedIn and really own your brands. All right. Give us a, a recommendation or DM or post and tag us, either one of us. All right. See you soon. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Sea Life Different Podcast. To view this podcast episode show notes and to listen to previous episodes, please visit zakiranayar.com forward slash podcast. That's Z-A-A-K-I-R-A-H-N-A-Y-Y-A-R.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to also leave a review so others can discover it too.